0: Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. I'm Jonathan Burnus. My guest today is New York Times bestselling author, Joel Richardson. He's a good friend, a good friend of the ministry, and you you have fought through the COVID fears to be with us today, Joel. Thank you. Live in the studio, I have been waiting a long time to talk to you about a real mystery that you have been uncovering. I think this is so, I'm so excited about this because I grew up in a Jewish home, and Mount Sinai, when I want to talk about Mount Sinai today, was really a focal point of my heritage, and it's important for Christians as well. So we're going to unpack what I believe is a real mystery. Mount Sinai, uh, this is the uh, place where Moses received the laws of God after the exodus out of Egypt. Why is it important for Christians? Obviously, for Jewish people, uh, we go back to Sinai for everything. But what about Christians? Why is it important?
1: To answer your question, I would say this. When we look at the story of redemption, this story that God is painting, Mount Sinai, the exodus, God coming down on Mount Sinai, this is the towering mountain, the looming mountain in the beginning of the story all of the prophets, they're pointing back to Exodus. They're pointing back to Sinai. The New Testament itself actually looks back to Mount Sinai. And as you said, most Christians today were very New Testament centric. We don't really have uh, a good grasp of the full story. And it's in understanding the story of the Exodus. It's in understanding what happened at Mount Sinai that we can understand what's coming in the future. So our faith, concerning the return of Jesus, the establishment of his kingdom, all of these things, where we fit in the story, it's all rooted in the story of the Exodus. Yeah.
0: By the way, and I, I, I don't want to uh, miss something you said here that's so critical. To understand the future, you really have to understand the past. Absolutely. I think people are, uh, are really misguided when they look at the last days, divorced from everything else that comes before it. It's all interconnected, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of Christians will recognize that the book of Revelation uses so much of the Passover imagery of the plagues, and there's this a reflection there. But I mean, just to simplify it, the New Testament story of the return of Jesus is completely grounded. It originates in the story of the Exodus. The bridegroom God who came down on Mount Sinai, in blazing fire, in a thick cloud, with the blasting of trumpets and a mighty earthquake, that bridegroom God is coming back from heaven in blazing fire, in the thick clouds, blasting of trumpets and a mighty earthquake. That whole story of the return of Jesus is essentially the greater exodus. It's the final, the ultimate exodus, of which the original exodus was just, believe it or not, a faint foreshadow.
0: And, Joe, you do such a great job, I think. You really do the to Do us a service by going back and really looking closely at uh, these these themes that carry through to the return of the Messiah, to the return of Christ. They're so critical. You you just you just can't take it as a separate event. It, it there there is a there is a, a his, there is a biblical uh, timeline. There is a, a a biblical story that includes start all the way to finish that repeats itself. And uh, and all comes together, the story of of God's redemptive plan for mankind. And it happens to involve Mount Sinai. Now, uh, when I was uh, 23, I spent a semester in college working in Israel on an archaeological dig. And then I took a month and traveled through Sinai to Egypt, and I visited Mount Sinai. You are making a, a... a, a new claim that the Sinai that has been uh, the uh, a mountain in the Sinai Peninsula uh, f- and for centuries has been uh, the, the 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 location of Mount Sinai may actually be wrong.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. The traditional site of Mount Sinai—it's only been believed to be that since about the fourth century. You had some Egyptian Christian monks that went out to the Sinai. They found the highest mountain, and they just assumed that that was the real Mount Sinai. However, and this is not something that I've discovered, but I'm calling attention to another mountain, which is in northwest Saudi Arabia. And this is the only mountain, because there's actually a few different candidates. There's another mountain called Harkakum down in the Negev, southern Israel. Scholars look at a few different locations. But this mountain in northwest Saudi Arabia which is in the ancient land of Biblical Midian, okay? That's very important. It's the only mountain of all the different candidates that scholars look at that has an ancient Jewish tradition, previous to Jesus even, that says this is the real Mount Sinai. Both Josephus and Philo, two Jews from different parts of the world, one's one's in Jerusalem, one's in Alexandria, they both said that Mount Sinai is the tallest mountain in the land of Midian. And today, that mountain is called Jebel al-Luz, which means the mountain of almonds. So how do you,
0: what, what, what,
1: what led you on this, this trail, this search? It's a crazy story. Um, I have a friend that works in the country. He got me a visa a few years ago, got to go in, and I've since been able to go back a few different times. Um, last year, I actually brought in the first Christian tour in Saudi Arabian history. And we went to go see the mountain, 25 people, it was unbelievable. And all I can say, Jonathan, is the past couple of years of visiting the mountain, studying the history of this, I am 100% convinced it's the real Mount Sinai. And I believe that in the years ahead, as the kingdom opens up, this is going to become the single greatest biblical archaeological site possibly in history.
0: Well, I, I, first of all, I'm praying that we, that Israel Tours can start again. Yeah. Maybe you were signed up for an Israel tour and it was canceled. Uh, I, I can't wait till Israel Tours can resume. Right now, Israel's on lockdown, unfortunately.
1: You know, the thing of it is, is I've led several tours to Israel. I love going to Israel. It's amazing. It's life-changing. But the distinction with this mountain down in Saudi Arabia is it's not like, Things have been buried underground. You can go to the site. You can go there, and everything is just sitting there. It's out there in the open, and so with my book, I wrote a book. I really wanted people to understand uh, what they're going to see when they go there, and so I've put in a lot of great full-color pictures. So you can – it's as though you've gone there yourself, and of course there's a lot more that I haven't included, but if you want to get a good overview, I've really covered a lot What of it.
0: I told you last night is I think that – Israel tourism is going to go back into full swing, and maybe 25% of the tours will start including Mount Sinai in Arabia. You should get prepared. You really make a compelling case uh, for this. This is kind of an advanced primer, and then you're gonna wanna go. So uh, we're making this available to you this week. You've included another book with this. So Joel, uh, just really quickly, uh, why should people read this right now? They're in lockdown.
1: So what I've tried to do is hit on all of the key mountain peaks, the most important issues, just sort of cut through all of the excess, just to get an overview of why this is historically, ge- geographically, biblically, et cetera, traditionally, why this is the real Mount Sinai, made it easy for anybody to di- to digest.
0: Now, we've paired it with another book that just, you just did, Sinai to Zion. You made a statement that... that, that Sinai, you really have to go back and understand Sinai because it's part of the end time picture. It ties into uh, the the last days and the return of Messiah. You go into that in detail in Sinai, Sinai to Zion.
1: Yep. So the first book is archaeological. It's historical. This one's theological. This is a Bible study. If you want to understand the importance of Sinai as it relates to the return of Jesus, this is the book that covers that.
0: Yeah. You've got some time on your hands. Great Bible study. We're going to get them both out to you, Mount Sinai in Arabia and Sinai to Zion. Uh, we want to sow these into your life. And if you'll become a monthly partner, a Shalom partner, we're also going to send you another book by Joel, When a Jew Rules the World. Of course, you can figure it out. It's talking about the Messiah. And uh, we have a, a beautiful uh, plaque to send you. I will bless those who bless you. The greatest blessing that you can give a Jewish person is the good news of their Messiah, and you can actually play a part in Jewish people hearing the gospel through this ministry. We need your partnership. I'm encouraging you to get involved. Here's how.
1: Welcome back. Hey, before I continue my
0: conversation with Joel, I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for supporting Jewish Voice and especially those of you who are monthly Shalom partners. It would not be possible to do what we do without you. You're truly making a difference in the lives of so many Jewish people that we're providing with medical care, dental care, eye care, Uh, water purifiers for their family. You are making a difference. We're working with Holocaust survivors and we're uh, providing implants and dentures. You're making that possible. These are people that have suffered during this pandemic and are in lockdowns in Israel. It's been so difficult, but you have been helping us to provide the dental care, meals, medicines, and above all, we're together showing them the love of Yeshua, Jesus in a tangible way. Joel, I've got to jump right back and this is such a compelling story. I'm fascinated by it. You believe you found the real Mount Sinai. Well, you, you, it's, it's been found, but you went there and you're 100% convinced, you told me. And by the way, I know people that you've brought there, they've, they've come away with this, the same conclusion I don't think I'm sure this is Mount Sinai and Mount Sinai is such a huge part of the history of not only the Jewish people, but God's plan of redemption. Talk, Just give us some specifics. You went, you weren't, you were skeptical. You're now sure. Why?
1: So there are so many reasons and I go through many of them uh, in some of my books, but let me give you an example. So you said you found it. Well, I didn't find it. And this is the thing is the locals themselves, the Muslims that live there, they've always believed this is the real Mount Sinai. So as an example, there's a town right nearby and in the center of town is an archeological site. You can buy tickets, you can go there. And they say, these are the caves of Jethro. There are all these caves. In other words, this is where Moses lived for 40 years with his father-in-law Jethro. And you step out of one of these caves and you look and right in front of you, there is Mount Sinai the silhouette of the mountain. You go, this is what Moses saw for 40 years.
0: And this is not typical of Israel where you have all of these churches and marked spots. This is not a tourist
1: attraction. It is pristine, untouched, virgin territory. I mean, literally, you're out in the middle of nowhere.
0: I hope it stays that way. Okay, Caves of Jethro.
1: So let me give you another example. So when I first got there, the first time I went, we were on this very long walk across this big valley. We'd been already walking for a couple hours. We had six guys, we were separated by even 100, 200 yards. And I came up, I was all by myself, it looked like a cave, just as I got to the base of the mountain, a small cave. And I see this mural sort of inside the cave. And it was a mural of archers, of all these people shooting arrows. And I looked at it and I said, you know, I I texted my wife, I texted her pictures. And she said, oh yeah, that's just like in the book of Exodus. And I, I didn't even know what she was talking about. She goes, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be the Bible teacher. She said, look at the end of Exodus 19. And it says, Moses said, the Lord says to Moses, consecrate the people, tell them to wash their robes because on the third day, I'm coming down on the mountain, tell them not to approach the foot of the mountain. If they do, they are to be killed. They're either to be stoned or shot through with arrows. And so you have this essentially, you know, this property protected by Smith and Wesson, you know, sort of 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 the ancient times. (laughs) And I look and I go, that conforms with the biblical narrative. Right at the foot of the mountain is a massive altar, exactly as the Bible describes, the Lord told Moses to build an altar. Next to it are a bunch of pillars. Next to it is a brook, exactly as the Bible describes. There is a massive mound covered with pictures of cows that are clearly images that reflect religious cult iconography from Egypt very specific details within these drawings that are exactly what we see in some of the tombs of the pharaohs in Egypt. Wow. And it just goes on and on. And so the critics go, that's a coincidence, that's a coincidence, that's a... But you have like 30 coincidences. And at a certain point, it becomes very clear that we're dealing with a very legitimate issue here. Talk, talk about timing. You
0: have a little over a month to get from Egypt, right, to Sinai you have the traditional site of Mount Sinai right in the Sinai Peninsula. Are we talking, what's the feasibility geographically?
1: Oh, it works. So yeah, total 52 days, I think, is the time, which they traveled exactly what they would expect ancient peoples to travel per day. It's about seven miles, seven or eight miles per day. They accomplished that. And what's interesting is you say the traditional site. Now we know Moses was over there in the land of Midian and he was shepherding the sheep of his father-in-law Jethro. Well, then he went to the mountain of God. If he went to the traditional site, that was a 500-mile round trip Mm. to feed the sheep. That doesn't work. If Jebel Al loses the real Mount Sinai, then it's about a 30-mile round trip. That makes sense. 500-mile round trip up and around the Gulf of Aqaba.
0: It's just you think of Saudi Arabia uh, in proximity to Egypt. It seems like a very, very far distance
1: relatively speaking but it's actually not that much further than the traditional site it's not that much further Um, another big issue is this So it would have
0: worked out to about seven miles a day
1: seven or eight miles a day yep and remember they had the pillar of cloud giving them shade by day and light at night so they had longer than usual day god was helping them so it it completely works this it's not a difficulty in fact the traditional sites the site that has problems
0: one one more just one more that you mentioned you actually took the climb to the top, it was a very challenging uh, climb, Mm -hmm. but you were amazed at what you found on top.
1: Stunned, stunned. So biblical scholars, they read the text of Exodus and they say Mount Sinai is structured like the temple. It has the holy place and then it has the holy of holies. We read the story where Moses and Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, the 70 elders, they go up to eat the feast, but then Moses goes all the way up. We climbed up again, a few hours, we get up there and there's a there's a football field, there's a plateau up there, and then you look up at the secondary peak. Hollywood could not create a set design that more perfectly aligns with what the Bible describes, and I was I was stunned. It was I don't want to use the word magical, but it was it was awe-inspiring.
0: Joel, this, I find this so compelling, I really do. I want to I, I want to be one of the first to go when when things open up again. Uh, thankfully, you've written about this. Uh, You've written a book, Mount Sinai in Arabia, and you go into what, there's history here, and you go into detail on why this is, in fact, the Mount Sinai.
1: Yep. I go into the biblical history, the archeological history, the geographic arguments, and I've got tons of great color pictures. What's so neat about this is, all you have to do is open your Bible, and when you go there, you read a verse from Exodus, you read a verse from Numbers or Deuteronomy, and then you look, and you go, here it is. It's sitting right here. And so it's amazing. It doesn't require any shoehorning or fudging of the data. It's just right there, and I lay it all out uh, in, in both of the books, actually. It's a
0: primer for your trip to the real Mount Sinai. I, I'm, I am going. I am committed to going. Now, we're also pairing this up with another book that Joel's written, Sinai to Zion. So this, this isn't just about some Old Testament site Sinai is about God's redemption of mankind and you tie it directly into Mount Zion. Talk about this book.
1: What's so beautiful, it's not just awe-inspiring, what's so beautiful about it is that what happened at Sinai was God's betrothal ceremony. It was a wedding ceremony between the God of Israel and his people Israel. And so when you go there you see all that. I talk about that in the book. But what's so amazing Is that what began at Sinai culminates Isaiah 25 I will throw a lavish feast on this mountain that's Mount Zion when he returns Gentiles will be part of it because it says for all peoples
0: amen the connection is so clear the great resources great Bible study listen if you care about the Word of God and uh, really understanding uh, what takes place before Jesus returns, how this all ties together. I really want to encourage you to get the two books that we're offering, Mount Sinai and Zion and, and, uh, in Arabia and Sinai to Zion. And I want to encourage you to become a monthly partner with this ministry. We'll also add another book by Joel, When a Jew Rules the World, and a beautiful plaque, I Will Bless Those Who Bless You. These are thank you gifts for standing with us to reach some of the neediest people in the world. There's Jewish people in need, and you can help us provide medical care, dental care, eye care, water purification, but most importantly, the gospel. The greatest blessing that you can give a Jewish person or somebody who's not Jewish uh, uh, is the gospel, Uh, and we're giving you an opportunity to partner with us to do just that. Here's how.
1: With just a couple minutes left, Joel
0: and I are going to take a moment to pray with you and for you. Joel, I believe God answers prayers, and there are so many needs in the midst of this whole COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. There's just, but we pray for every, everyone who writes to us, but we believe together that God does answer prayer. So I'm just going to ask you to, to go ahead and pray for people that are watching. There's some people in desperate need right now, yeah. and God answers prayer.
1: Lord, we ask right now for everyone you, that's Lord. watching this, whether uh, online, whether on TV, the needs are great. Lord, you are the God that saved your people yes, with a Lord. mighty and outstretched hand out of slavery from under the power of the most powerful empire in the world at the time. And the God, you are the one that did that in the past and you're the one that can do it now, yes, that can Lord. do it today. You, can. you have you will. come Thank and you, you will come again. We bless your name. We ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus, Yeshua. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. He is faithful. If you'd like more information about our ministry, we'd love to hear from you. And while you're on the website, uh, you can find out our, uh, about our upcoming outreaches. Maybe you'll want to join us. Well, as we close the program today, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, Psalm Two Six says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love thee. Joel, thanks again for joining me today. And it's always great to have you with us here on Jewish Voice. Until next time, this is Jonathan Burnus with Joel Richardson saying shalom and God bless you. Don't miss the Jewish Voice Israel Tour. You'll walk the ancient streets where Yeshua walked. You'll learn from Jonathan Burness as he shares teachings at historic sites like the Old City of Jerusalem and other inspiring locations throughout Israel. I want to personally invite you to join me and Jewish Voice staff in Israel. This experience will change your life and you'll never read the Bible the same again. For more information, call 800-299-9374 or go to jewishvoice.tv slash Israel. Again, 800-299-9374 or jewishvoice.tv slash Israel.